0: Hey everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Film for Impact. I'm your host Deja Henry. I'm so excited about our guest today. You are gonna love her. I love her. Welcome, Lauren Sparkman, to the show. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you, Deja. I'm so excited to be here, and I always love talking to you. It's gonna. I be love fun.
0: talking to you too, and. Now you guys can see why we love talking. I'm gonna read Lauren's bio real quick so you can get an idea of this amazing woman. She is a producer and investor, a student of animation history. She's also an obsessive professional wrestling fan, guys. Lauren does not fit neatly into a box. She does, however, have a history with, with a certain famous oval. Born in Indianapolis, Indiana Lauren's childhood unfolded against the backdrop of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, one of the most storied sports venues in the world. From an early age, she took an active interest in the Holman and company family business, gaining insight into industries such as motorsports, hospitality, broadcast media, and manufacturing. Along the way, she cultivated a deep appreciation for the value of responsible stewardship, strong partnerships, and powerful storytelling. Through both her role in Holman and Company and in various personal projects, Lauren has built a dynamic and multifaceted skill set. She has worked as a producer on sporting events and broadcasts, helped build startup ventures, collaborated with arts and cultural organizations, and advised on economic and real estate development projects. In 2018, she launched Siddensree Press, an arts-oriented development studio that combined her love of storytelling with her passion for supporting legacy-minded creatives. Citizenry Press developed exhibits, produced films, and collaborated on publishing projects. In many ways, it led to the groundwork for Sparkland. As Sparkland's head of ventures, Lauren leverages her social, financial, and creative capital to support and sustain enterprises and projects led by visionary creatives in a variety of industries. Her work takes her around the globe as Sparkland's roster partners span the world. Still, Lauren remains strongly rooted in her hometown in Indianapolis. She serves on the boards of several local arts, culture, and civic organizations, and along with her husband, Jared, oversees an impact investing fund focused on elevating Central Indiana's entrepreneurs. Both both philanthropically and commercially, Lauren is driven by a desire to help artists and entrepreneurs build sustainable careers that lead to lasting legacies. When not pursuing this goal, she is likely either traveling, spending time with her husband and their son, Leo, or sharpening her foreign language skills on Duolingo, something she has done every day for 1,150 consecutive days and counting. Wow, that's amazing. So guys, I know Lauren enough to know that it's uncomfortable to hear that all amazing stuff about you, but she's an amazing woman, an amazing friend, amazing co-creator, and I'm so glad to have you here today.
1: I'm so, so glad to be here, DJ. You have been um, just a joy to get to know and work with over the last couple of years, and I feel like Mm -hmm. um, so much of what we're doing now um, is a result of some of the conversations we've had, and just feeling like I've had a, a... comrade to to be on this creative journey with
0: M- me as well um and also the fact that i just love our conversations because i feel like i can come to the table as my whole self and like just tell you the truth and it just it just works and i just feel that freedom when we're together and i love that
1: freedom is a great word i feel like I spent a lot of time and a lot of years, and still struggle to an extent trying to fit into a box, and um, that just doesn't work. None of us fit into a box. Um, I think we're all collages, and um, I do feel very free to bring all of the different parts of me to the table with you too.
0: That's amazing, and I, I also echo that feeling of the frustration of the box. So we're gonna we're gonna kick the box to to the curb. <laughs> That's good. Um, so I wanted to start out and ask you when when was the spark um, when did the spark happen for that set you on the path for where you are today?
1: I think there are probably a lot of little sparks along the way, but I know a story I've told you and I tell often is I think the first time I became aware of the creative process, there was just something about um. I loved The Lion King, like most most kids uh, in the 90s and even today, but I watched it maybe a thousand times. And I don't know what it was about watching it one time, and I just thought, I wanna know the people that made this movie. It, it just occurred to me that the f- film didn't exist out of thin air, but someone made it, a team of people made it. Um, and so I've just always been drawn to people who make things and build things, whether that's business founders or filmmakers or authors, um, really, I think, I think we're all creators and we all engage in the creative process all the time. And I think that is a, a sacred process. And, but I really do think watching beautiful animated feature films in the nineties is what, uh, drew me to the idea of, of creative teams and the creative process.
0: So at when you saw The Lion King or when that spark started, did you know kind of what role you wanted to play within the the creative process? Not at all. In
1: fact, I, I for years and years didn't really consider myself a part of the creative process. I was just an admirer of creators and my background was primarily in business. Um, and I definitely identified with founders and people who built businesses as creators. And I know that's incredibly creative, um, and courageous work. So I probably identified more on the business side and I always saw myself as more of a business minded person, not someone who's creative. think it's really in the last decade or so where I started to um, realize that one again I believe everybody's a creator and we're all creative and creating all the time but in particular I think um, finding pathways into the creative production field over time and just little um, doors that opened and suddenly I was immersed in this world that i never thought i could actually be a part of and i think to this day every day i wake up and and pinch myself at some of the projects and people i get to work with like you um and others and um, but it's definitely been a journey so what are some of the roles that you've
0: found yourself in over the years that kind of led you into where you are today, that you you started being a part of things and finding your passion and saying, okay, this feels really, this feels good. Let me like, push towards this direction. So what are some of the roles that kind of highlighted your path?
1: I really pursued an entrepreneurial and business path for myself um, in high school and college and coming out of college. I thought that, that that was going to be my path kind of the startup entrepreneurial world um and i i grew up in the context of a multi-generational multi-generational family business so i've been surrounded by business in different industry um, for years and years and i'm i always loved work i loved going to work with my parents i loved the idea of building i didn't maybe think of it this way, but I love the idea of building and creating new things and building teams and taking something from nothing and and bringing things to life. In particular, um, I was exposed a lot and ultimately worked quite a bit in sports entertainment. And as we started to build activations and programming around these major sporting events, I found myself um, working with Producers and creative cultural organizations at all levels. And I also didn't realize it at the time, but over time I'd collected a number of mentors who were producers. And that's such, I mean, even even to this day, a producer, that's such a nebulous kind of title or name. It can mean so many different things. And I remember one uh, mentor in particular, Terry Lingner, he texted me and he said, you would make a great producer and i remember filing that away and thinking i have no idea what that means so i'm not going to give it the time of day but over time as i've worked with him and and gotten to know him the other producers in my life i have begun to understand what that means and to me being a producer is really about um deploying resources in order to steward a project to completion and so that really aligns with um, the approach that I saw growing up I- inside of a family business is this idea of of sound stewardship and um, I obviously our most important resource is people, but there are all kinds of resources and and being able to deploy those well and with wisdom um, and with an eye towards a kind of greater goal and mission is something that I think I bring into my production work. And, um, I was, was drawn to the arts and into film in particular, the Heartland Film Festival is, um, an event and a cultural organization here in Indy. That's always meant a lot to me. And again, exposed me to producers along the way. Um, and so I've always found myself in a producer role, a steward role. Um, and that's manifested in a lot of different, um, media and different forms of storytelling from, publishing to broadcast to film and um, exhibit development. It's really just communicating story um, in different ways. And I, again, I think growing up in business and even just telling powerful brand stories, there are just so many threads that connect these different ways that we engage the creative process.
0: That's uh, so true. Um, Someone said, something similar to me years and years ago like oh you're a producer and I felt the same way like what is that (laughs) what is that exactly but over the years I have found it's bringing in resources and then like you said stewarding the project from beginning to end like really whatever it takes to get a project birthed Mm -hmm. and sustainable and it can, you can play many, you do play many roles as a producer, you're a coach, you're an Mm -hmm. encourager, a listener, you know, you're foraging for resources sometimes, or just a networker, communicator, a visionary. And there's so many pieces um, that you bring in to um, help something, like you said, that was nothing become something. And, and that's something that completely keeps me in awe with Storytelling, filmmaking, anything. you something that was in your head that wasn't an idea, and then one day you're out there, you know people are seeing this thing that you were dreaming up, and that's so it's 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 uh, humbling, I think, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious when in your journey did you find your interest leaning towards pursuing sustainability as a creative?
1: And what does that mean to you? That has also been evolving. I think in hindsight, I'm able to identify that again, growing up, um, we're kind of the center of our world and our dinner table conversations were uh, about this family business that existed for 170 years. And there is a sense of um, pride and responsibility that comes with that. And I, I, um, had a front row seat to the incredible, um, joys and gifts that come with, um, staying put and, and, building over the course of generations. Um, and I also had a front row seat to the, to how hard that is, to how hard building anything is, how hard building with family is. Um, and so I think I have one, a great deal of empathy for anybody who's creating anything. Um, because it is hard work and I've also over time um, developed a desire to leverage any experience or resources I can to make that process healthier and more sustainable for um, creators that are in my orbit. Um, so I think about sustainable sustainability first um, from a really, holistic perspective as it relates to the the artist or storyteller or founder that we're working with is how can this creative process be sustainable for you mentally, spiritually, emotionally, creatively, and of course, economically, because that matters too. Um, and I think we can, we can change communities, change families, change cities, um, Building business and and through the business of entertainment as well, so that's an important puzzle piece as well. But what comes first for me is the sustainability um, of the artist, and we've really tried to build a framework for supporting artists and storytellers and creators um, in a way that focuses on on their well being first, and then also. Employing every resource we have to figure out how to make that economically sustainable, too. Um, I think it is really challenging to um, sustainably, it can be challenging to sustainably create art as your primary um, livelihood. But I do think it's possible and I, I'm very excited by the ever-changing landscape uh, for content creation and distribution. And that's a, a challenge that I, um, I find it really fun to help other artists navigate that as I'm navigating it myself.
0: I think that's so important um, to think about as an artist because many times we want to just make the art and realize at some point, um, if we're going to do it consistently, we have to think in that direction. So I'm really glad that you're bringing that conversation out. And honestly, I love our conversations about it so much because um, there, yeah, there definitely comes a point where you're like, okay, well, making this art is wonderful, but on the other hand, how do I do this consistently? And also, do it in a way where I can build a legacy with it. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that's something I'd mentioned to you early, early on. And you were like, I love that. That's what I'm about too. And um, that I think that these conversations are really important. And so in that direction, tell me what your thoughts and what sparkling studio does when it comes to building a supportive ecosystem for creatives or helping creatives to think about how they can build supportive ecosystems?
1: Yeah. Well, first and foremost, um, we look to partner and work with, um, creators that we feel we can trust with other people. So for example, you and I talk about, um, we had a conversation recently where you shared someone on your set told you, um, that it was the best set they've ever been a part of. And you, you said that is one of your goals is to always um, set that standard for the culture of your sets. We work with another founder who has a music label and one of their metrics for success uh, with their artists is the mental and emotional well-being and health of their artists at any given point. And they're always attuned to that and providing resources for that and, um, and prioritizing that. So when we partner with creators like yourself or that founder with the music label, we are really um, looking for partners that we can entrust um, to care for the artists in their orbit. And and we try to offer as much as we can support, whether that's through investment or co-production or mentorship, a space, um, uh, where we really, we build trust and we build a safe space. We also focus a lot on patience and understanding that, um, we only enter into projects and partnerships, um, that we can be in for the long haul and believe in for the long haul. We're never going to enter into something that destabilizes us, uh, or puts any unnecessary pressure on the artist or the project or product. Um, to succeed, uh, in a certain period of time, because I think so often, um, that kind of pressure, um, well, pressure can be healthy and positive. Um, we try to make sure that our house is stable so that we can be, um, a source of support and stability for everyone that we worked with, as opposed to applying, um, kind of desperate pressure for some kind of economic return um, in a short time period. So I would say trust and patience are paramount in everything we're building. And to be honest with you, we're very much at the early stages of of piloting and building out um, the structure and the different ways our um, support can be delivered, different vehicles for support. So some of that's going to be through a fellowship that's really geared towards mentorship and community building. As I mentioned, other times it comes with direct investment or, um, you know, co-creating, co-producing sweat equity investment. Um, but as you said, we are always focused on creating that community and that ecosystem and connecting the people that we're working with and connecting them with other resources outside of us and not, um, limiting our partners by any means.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if I ever told you the story, Lauren, when we first met. I think the first time we had brunch, um, you were asking me what kinds of stories I want to make. And I remember feeling a lot of anxiety because I was also going through, coming to terms with what I actually wanted to make. And I was afraid to tell people because I didn't know if they would understand. And I think you got a phone call right after you asked me or something. But I ended up going to the restroom and I was feeling like, oh, my gosh, she's asking the question. I know the answer, but I don't I'm afraid to say it because I don't know how she'll take it. And I felt like God just said, tell her the truth. Like that was it. And so I came back and I told you the truth. I want to make whatever God tells me to make. And you said, that is exactly who I want to work with. And I remember just feeling like, oh my God. Really? You get it? I mean, that was the moment. I was like, Lauren's my kindred spirit. She gets it. Um, that meant so much to me because I felt like at that moment, the communication just, it just went a whole lot deeper to be honest and for you to just get it because that's part of your belief system too. And so I, I love that we can approach the creative process in that sacred way, um, knowing where the source is, knowing what we're creating, who we're creating it for, how the way in which we create it, so that it's done in a caring way to ourselves and to others. So, I I agree with you on that, and I'm excited um, as we go forward uh, working together on different things to grow in that and then grow in that partnership with each other and with and with the the creator, and really moving in a way that is spirit led. And that is very, very exciting to me. So I want to oh, go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say, I love that story. And I absolutely remember that first conversation and feeling the same sense of kindred spirit. Cause I really do. I believe that, um, I believe that we are co-creating every day. I don't think, uh, God made everything he was going to make and then put his feet up on the Ottoman. I think he's he's creating and inviting us to create with him every day. And I love working with creators who um, share that and who are, um, who are trusting that and who are approaching their work in that way. So it's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna switch gears a little bit and talk about the project in which we met on, um, yeah. which was called Rashida's Freedom Day. Um we worked on that I think it's been 2 years now um and Lauren was the co-producer on that project and we didn't actually we didn't actually meet until after but we we worked alongside each other still <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit more about um your role with on your end with what you were doing and um, and then we came together around the time we were supposed to start doing film festival runs. And then really um, that ramped up our partnership with that project.
1: Yeah. So the Harrison Center, I sat on the board of the Harrison Center for three years and had worked with them for a number of years before that. And I had been aware of their Great Triarch program, which is just a really beautiful um initiative and intention they have to not only get to know the um, neighbors in their community, but celebrate their stories and record their stories. Um, But I had also heard of a brilliant film filmmaker named Deja Henry uh, through a mutual friend. I'd heard about you for years, Deja, and um, was looking for an opportunity to get to know you. And so when I learned that the Harrison center was considering adapting Miss Joanna's story and working with you to do that, I immediately (laughs) raised my hand and inserted myself to just learn more and and see where I could jump in and help. And what I found and remembered is that we were kind of at a point in development where, um, at least as far as I could discern, we just needed a little runway. We needed a little bit of time, we needed a little bit of budget, we needed a little bit of direction um to adapt what had been a play into the narrative short that you were um envisioning for Miss Joanna's story. So I think we actually met on the patio of, of the Harrison Center really early in development. Maybe um I think it was October of would it have been 2019. And I was so excited actually about where you guys were because you were very much in development, which I feel like is my sweet spot. And I remember we worked together to just say, what would we need um, to get to the point where we could move this project into pre-production and eventually production? And um, again, I loved... What the Harrison Center had been doing, and the trust they had already built with Miss Joanna, but I saw such an opportunity um, for you and the partnerships that you could build. I loved the way that you took that time in that runway and built your partnership with Ruthie, um, the playwright who adapted the film or adapted her play for screen. Mm-hmm. The way that you guys built trust and worked together to do that. I love the trust you built with Miss Joanna and the time that you spent with her. Um Again, when I think about my role as a producer and a steward of creative projects, being able to be worthy of the trust um, for someone to entrust their story to you there's just nothing more sacred than that and i I loved I loved being a part of giving you the space to build that trust with Miss mm-hmm. Joanna. Um, so that's where I jumped in was on the development side first to give you runway and space to do your beautiful art. And then you, um, you and Mariah just absolutely knocked it out of the park in production during the pandemic, created a beautiful film. And then I, I got to join in on the back end and really try to just um, maximize uh, the exposure and, and join you guys on the festival circuit and, and just make sure that we let that film ha- have the life that it deserved post-production and, and get in front of the audiences that needed to see it. So I loved being kind of part of the bookends of that project with you.
0: Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that, I love that, um, that visual, the bookends, because it was so much fun with you, like working through the film festival circuit and like getting involved with Heartland. That's a whole story um and it's still i mean it's still living um we are you know looking for some of rashida's freedom day to be highlighted still on some of um our media here in indiana on tv and so we're really excited um the film is actually living on the harrison center's website if you all want to check it out it's the um and if you search for Rashida's Freedom Day in the Harrison Center, you will find the film. You can watch it for free. Um, yeah, it was such a great time, um, and I'm so grateful for. Again, just jumping back to what you said early earlier, is bringing those resources. I'm so grateful, you know, for the resources and the space and the support and just the friendship and just, you know, it, having that experience together. Um, it seriously was one of the funnest experiences of my life. And it really actually helped to build my, my confidence as a filmmaker, to be honest. Um, it was, it was a, it was a long, hard, fun, odd, like humbling, wonderful, you know, (laughs) Just, and I agree with what you said 100% is being um, trusted with a story. Someone's story is, um, it's a, I don't know how to say it, but it's just, um, it's a privilege. It's a privilege. Mm -hmm. Um, So as we wrap up, I wanted to ask you, um, can you share with our audience where Sparklin Studios is headed next? Like what's the next big thing that you're excited about?
1: Oh my gosh, we are, we have so many things uh, in the pipeline that I am so excited about. First of all, um, our team has grown a lot this year. We formally relaunched um, as Sparkland Studios at the beginning of the year, and we grew from a team of two to a team of four and brought on um, our mutual dear friend, Teresa Sapatine, who has an incredible background in production and entertainment and just brings, um, a wealth of, of wisdom and knowledge and horsepower to our group. And she's been really fun. We also brought Heather Maurer, who is our, um, director of operations. And she brings order to this creative process in a way that is so valuable. And Kathy Keitlinger, who is a a communication specialist had already been working with me. And the four of us are, um, we're nurturing a number of really exciting projects in development. Um, I have a, a partnership with a 2d animated feature that is in development. And that is near and dear because as, as I shared earlier, that is the medium and the art form that really has been most inspiring to me throughout my entire life. Um, and it's also a, um, an art form with a really rich legacy. And uh, I'm excited to, um, be a part of continuing that into the future uh, for a new generation of artists. So we're working on that. I still, I can't kick my love for sports entertainment. Um, I'm always going to be, I think, part of of bringing great sporting events and and working with really compelling properties in sports entertainment. And I'm really excited to be working with you, Deja. We're piloting um, <laughs> Sparkland Creative Fellowship and we're going to spend a really, um, focus period of time together over the summer, about 12 weeks. And we're going to focus on sustainability, focus on the blue house and Dija's business plan and how to bring your art to market. Because, um, there are all kinds of resources out there that we just need to channel and, and, um, and galvanize around your vision and your beautiful voice. And I'm really excited to just deploy, um, everything our team has at our disposal to support you. So, it's evolving. I'll be honest, we call Sparkland Studio at Studios a Creative Venture Studio, but really what it means is I was searching for a way to to put myself in a box that didn't feel like a box. So, really what Sparkland is is an umbrella for um all of the different projects and work that, um, I'm drawn to and all the different partners and co-creators that I'm drawn to. And, um, I almost want to say that I can't tell you what's what the future holds. Cause I think it's going to be, um, more than we could have ever imagined for ourselves, even in these first few months of relaunching and working together. Um, just, just things that I wouldn't have imagined, Happening this decade have have started to come to fruition. So I'm really excited to be on this journey with you and to hopefully share more about those soon.
0: Absolutely, we'll have to have you back on to share more about you know the progress with everything that's going on. And I'm definitely excited for this summer. I'm so excited. Like, like I am. It's like I'm doing cartwheels inside. I'm jumping up and down. I I just. If I could fly up in the air and do flips, like I'm so excited oh about the summer. I feel
1: the same way. We feel <laughs> the same way. And we, I think it's just going to be about creating that space, space and time and, and energy to to focus on your work. And we're so excited to, to do that.
0: I'm just going to pause for whatever that is that's flying over. I don't know if you can hear it.
1: <laughs> A little bit.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much, Lauren, for your time today. This was such a great conversation as always. It was, you know, so great to hear um, about the new things that are coming up with Sparklin. I can't wait to have you back to, to share with everyone the progress. Um, could you share with our audience where they could find out more about what you're up to?
1: Yes, please follow along at sparklinstudios.com. We are also on LinkedIn and Instagram, and um, we will we will be sharing news as we have it. So we'd love to stay in touch with you, and we'd love to hear what you're building, um, and and just stay in touch. We're always looking for for like minded spirit led creators to join our our cast. So we'd love to hear from you.
0: All right, with that, we will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.